welcome to Women United Art Podcast, a space dedicated to women artists from all around the globe. Together, we'll dive deep into all things related to our art practices and life experiences. Stay tuned for tips and great advice from incredible women who are killing it in the art world. My name is Mona Lurch. I am a visual artist, artist coach, and founder of Art Moms United and Women United Art Movement. And I'm inviting you now to be the choreographer of your own life. I hope this podcast will inspire you and help you navigate through the next steps in your art career. And with that being said, let's begin our journey together. Welcome to Women United Art Podcast season three. Thank you all for listening to our episodes and your feedback on the show. I'm excited to introduce another creative woman today sharing tips and advice on launching an artistic career. Joining us from Washington, Seattle is Anya Gudimova, an emerging artist who focuses on themes of femininity, intimacy, and the exposure of privacy, exploring the boundaries between self and other. Anya, it's so nice to meet you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So let's start with uh, your background. When did you first realize you wanted to become a professional artist and what was your journey into the art world like? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I grew up playing the piano. I've always been very artistic. So, you know, how kids are, you know, I, I was always drawing, painting, um, but piano was definitely my focus. Um, I was you know, practicing four, six, sometimes eight hours a day doing competitions um, all the way up until I was 18. But then sometime in high school, I kind of realized that I was being pulled more towards the arts. I really enjoy drawing, painting. I That's all I wanted to do in my spare time. And then when the time came around to choosing colleges, I I wasn't really sure what to do. And I went to the Academy of Art and I actually went, <laughs> I pursued a degree in advertisement at first because I was like, okay, what's what's something I could do that's creative, but maybe more, you know, quote unquote, career based. So then I went to San Francisco. I did a year there. Um, and while I was there, I realized that I all I really wanted to do was paint. <laughs> so um, I moved back home to Alaska and I just kind of decided to go for it. And I applied for the BA at the UAA, that's the University of Alaska in Anchorage, and decided to just pursue a career in art and see where that goes. Thank you so much for sharing all that. In the text that you shared with us uh, through your application, you mentioned that you were kind of discouraged from embarking on the career of an artist, that it was impossible to make it. And I think many of us experienced that discouragement. What made you go and pursue the arts anyway? I think at the end of the day, it was really just following my passion and where my interests lie. You know, you spend all day doing something. It has to be something you're, you, know, you enjoy doing, um, but definitely discouraging. You know, I going to school in Anchorage, Alaska, there it wasn't a huge, you know, it's not like New York or LA where you're connected. There's galleries around you. Um, and I had great teachers who taught the painting and the drawing classes, but not so much the business side of things. So I had no idea what that road was going to look like. What do I do in order to get my art into galleries? What do I do? You know, how do I make these connections? Um, that wasn't really taught as much. So you, you know, I had to learn a lot of it on my own. Um, that took many years. And, and again, you know, it's, it's Alaska. So <laughs> you're, you're a little disconnected from, from the art world. 
But then when I moved to Seattle right after graduating, I was all excited. I was sending out my applications to all these big time galleries, you know, which that's not how you really do things. I had no name for myself, barely any artwork to show. And so that, that part was, you know, I kind of got a reality check there. I remember, um, you know, with my art to being more figurative, um, it's not for everybody. And you have to, when applying up to galleries, you have to see what kind of art or what kind of artists they show if it, if your art matches their vision. Um, there's just so much that goes into it. So I remember one gallery responded to me, uh, <laughs> We're you know not really interested in the nudity, but best of luck to you, and <laughs> that kind of stuck with me. Um, yeah, and it, it definitely affected my, I would say, just how I went to create art after that because I got a bit self conscious about the kind of art I was making if it was any good, and I got a little too invested in, again, if I was making quote unquote good art or bad art or just what that looked like, and I stopped really focusing on what just on creating the kind of work that made me happy. Um, and I feel like that was a journey that I went through. And recently I've come around to just, just really making art for myself again and just painting what I want and exploring my own journey and that regardless of, you know, who, if it's, if I feel it's accepted or not. So kind of a long winded answer there. <laughs> I think education and the experiences we have throughout those years are often crucial in shaping our perception of the options and possibilities we have. So to be more specific, what would you say is lacking in the academia when it comes to preparing young, aspiring artists for the real life? For me, what was lacking is really just the business aspect of your art career, like what the steps needed to, to that you need to take in order to grow your yourself as an artist um, because it is a business. I mean, it's a business like any other, it's a career path like any other. There's certain steps you have to take. That's, you know, reaching out to other artists, to galleries, to curators, you know, advisors, just really building and working on your community. And, you know, of course being genuine about it and just really taking the time to go out and meet these people. And that wasn't really taught to me. And another thing is the one, I guess, business-like class that I did have it it was discouraging because they didn't even really focus on your career as an artist. It was more like other things you could do in the arts. So they didn't even really feel like they were giving you a chance. You know, they were already kind of just taking that away and saying, well, here's all these other things you can do as an artist rather than, well, what if I just want to paint? Like, what if I just want to be a painter? Like the question that other emerging artists have is, okay, I'm I'm done with school. What do I do now? Or even when you are in school, what should I be doing right now? that when I graduate, I can, that, you know, I'll, I will know what to do and I can grow in a, as an artist in this industry. I mean, it's really important because the whole journey, you never know who's watching, right? Yeah, you know, actually, I, I realized that right away <laughs> uh, when pretty much, you know, all the galleries kind of rejected me in the, in the beginning. But again, I, I understand that completely looking back now. I had no experience, you know, it's a very small portfolio to show. And I just took some time to work on my art, figure out what I wanted to make, what kind of art made me happy. But again, I get, I did get a little discouraged there and the pandemic came around and I kind of just wasn't painting as much. I was working full time. But really when I started taking this seriously was about a year ago when I realized, you know, this is something I want to do. I need to pursue it. What do I need to do in order to get myself out there? And I made a plan and that's, you know, reaching out, just connecting with artists, galleries, just making sure I'm creating a body of work that I'm happy with. But honestly, not only that, 
just to paint every day and just make sure that, you know, when you force yourself to paint every day, you're going to make a lot of bad art, maybe going to make art that you're not, that doesn't even align with what you want to do, but it's the fact that you're painting and you're going through that. And at the end of the day, you're going to make a painting that you're really proud of because you went and made all the other art. Uh, so just, I guess the steps I wanted to take is just to really make sure that I was making the work and I applied for some smaller galleries here in town. I kind of learned that you, you know, galleries grow the same way the artists grow. There's some emerging galleries and it's it's this community that you know you you help one another. So I got accepted into a few galleries here in Seattle. The first gallery that accepted my work here was more like a nonprofit gallery, um, and that was a, about four or five years ago. And the curator there, he is now working for a different gallery, and I applied for a solo show there, and I had no idea, but he accepted me because he remembered my painting from five years ago. And that was just kind of like a nice connection that was made. Yeah, totally. And I mean, also, like, I think having the experience with the artists, knowing what they're like, because, you know, it's a it's an equal partnership, right? Like the gallery needs to make sure that they represent or showcase artists who are responsible and reliable. And, the you know, the other way around as well, like the artist needs to know that the gallery has their best interest in mind. So I think it it works both ways. And if, if you had, or the galleries had a previous experience with you or any artist, then, you know, it's going to be reflected in the future as well if they have the, the chance to work with you. No, exactly. And it was just like such a moment that I didn't realize, you know, that was five years ago. And, you know, in this year, he gave me a chance and I had, I guess, my first solo show in Seattle and really just painted away <laughs> and created this whole body of work. Um, I am somewhat of an anxious person, I would say, but to really just put that aside and just go out and reach out to people and not have that fear, just put yourself out there as much as you can and just paint every day and make sure that you have, you know, body of work to show for it. There was at one point that I was doing more, more, more reaching out than painting, you know, and then some galleries would respond to me. I'm like, wait, I don't actually have anything to to show you. Uh, So just finding a good balance there for sure. What would you say where, you know, apart from, not having that business education at the beginning of of your art career, what would you say were your other challenges? Because I think it's important also to like recognize that in order to grow and then also celebrate, you know, your wins once you actually get there and just like reflect back on your journey. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is not having that community um, because, you know, another, I guess, benefit of, having that as artists uplift one another, you know, your name comes up in conversation, you you all grow together um, and not having that is, is tough. And again, really just not knowing the steps needed to take in order to pursue art and just not knowing what to do and how to make that happen for yourself is definitely tough. So let's talk about your art a little more. I mentioned you explore femininity and intimacy and the exposure of privacy. So can you walk us through maybe the different stages that shaped your art and the message behind it? You know, I feel like I've always been interested in figurative art and the body. I mean, since like middle school, I was drawing that. I remember my middle school art teacher kept telling me that, you know, it's great art, but I can't really hang it on the walls. Um, So when I was in Alaska, figure art was my my main theme um but then just growing up in alaska it was so beautiful in the wilderness there it's the nature really inspired me and i've always been a romantic i've romanticized i think everything in, in my life 
um, especially playing piano, you know, all the music I played very romantic as well. So the, the nature was captivating me and I was trying to figure out a way to just combine these two interests together. And I, I think I'm finally circling back to that in a, a way that makes sense to me. Yeah, I guess just growing up too and experiencing the world as a woman and how it's how our bodies are perceived online through art history, just in the world and in media. It's, I think a lot of you know artists could relate that that's something that they're maybe interested in in figuring out in their own way. It's really just how I grow and change and how my perception of it all changes every year it has affected my art. How I paint the body, I think, changes year to year. And this year specifically, how I've circled back to that is really, I, you know, I love the concept of that, like the wild woman who's, you know, follows her own rules, her own path. I'm very <laughs> body positive. It's just how, just how I paint her is just a, just this wild woman on her own terms. I find that our bodies are probably the most natural thing. If we're alive, we're as alive as a tree. It's, it's all connected to me. And right now, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to how to work that in and how to paint that relationship of our bodies to our natural world. And through that, really, you know, having gone through life as, you know, someone who's maybe not as confident, just how my relationship has evolved with my own body, with my relationship with my body to the world. That's kind of something that my art was always the main focus on but now it's just more I guess just it's just evolving as, as I as I grow and as I get older it, it evolves and something that I'm trying to add right now is just my personal relationship with empathy and empathy to my body and again how that's all connected. What does it take to build up courage to continue pushing through with your work despite feeling that the art world is still this sort of exclusive place with a massive lock on its door? Um, I guess just be, I, I can't even say confident in yourself, but if it's a passion of yours, just keep doing it every day. You know, I feel like if you, if you love something, you have to keep it going and just have the courage and just believe in yourself, believe in yourself that you can do it and believe in the message and the work. And I think good things will follow. Sometimes I hear artists, you know, being really stressed out about the sales and it takes away the beauty of creating because they're very much focused on the end result. What do you feel about that? It's, you know, definitely hard. It's especially for artists who are just starting out and they have to have these full-time jobs and you, you know, that's what pays the bills. Um, again, there's just make sure that you stay authentic to yourself and don't just create work that you think is going to sell because, you know, that's something I was doing that for in the beginning too. I'm not huge on commissions, but I was doing commissions to, in order to, make some of that income back but it wasn't really work I like to do and that was also discouraging to me and it's just make sure that you that you stay true to yourself and what you want to do and again I think if you just keep following your passion good things have to <laughs> have to come out of it you mentioned community and supportive network that you managed to surround yourself with how important it is to be a part of such network and learn from each other I mean, I think that's the most important, honestly, because that's how you get feedback. That's how you grow. You see, you know, other creatives making certain art and they inspire you. It's just you inspire one another. You help each other grow. Again, when you're out in public, you know, names come up. You I've always thought community was the most important. I feel like you just can't grow as, as much on your own. Hmm. And I think, you know, also artists 
it, or being an artist is kind of isolating in a way because you are like in your studio making the work and you know when you get out of there and you have that network of people who are going through the same things as you are it can just be so elevating for everyone so what would you say are the most important steps for anyone who just finished art school has big dreams and is suddenly hit by the reality of not knowing where to go next i think you know wherever you're at go go out and go to show openings introduce yourself make yourself some business cards if give those out just make sure that you put yourself in situations where you can meet other artists meet meet people because you, know, you never know who you're going to meet it could be someone it could be your future collector it could be another artist who's going to become a good friend just leave your house <laughs> um, and just go out and meet people it's so funny you say like leave your house and i know that so, so many artists yeah, like so many artists are introverts myself included <laughs> no me too definitely it, it took me a few years to do that <laughs> yeah yeah it's like taking out that carriage to actually go and say hi I am whoever <laughs> I am an artist it's it's so hard sometimes but I think you know it's like a muscle once you overcome that then you know you continue doing it and then it becomes very natural in a way <laughs> that's possible for an introverted person yeah I mean I'm I'm someone who's very critical of my own work and you know it's I feel like a lot of artists maybe are you know you make something and then you look at it and you're like I don't even I don't even know <laughs> if I like this but I just I feel like this year I've realized you have to be just delusionally confident in yourself just go out and just act like the person I think you want to be or the artist you want to be and just to the point that you actually you know believe it <laughs> and that that's my motto for this year is just to just go and act like the person that I want to be and the artist that I want to be. And I think I'll maybe become, become that someday. Absolutely. And I think it's such a powerful tool because you're like stepping in the shoes of your higher, higher self. And, and it's so amazing to like, like manifesting it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, what would you say was the most exciting moment of your art career so far? Well, I think putting together that solo show was really exciting for me. One, because it followed a few years of just self-doubt and not really painting as much. And, you know, again, this year, I really told myself that I, I need to make a plan and just go for it. And I did. And um, that was actually right around the time I lost my day job. So I had all this, everything just kind of came together in the same week. And I, I literally just painted every day <laughs> through the night. I you know, I put together this whole body of work in I think three, four months. And that was just great. It, it got me out of my slump. And in the beginning, some of the paintings I was making, I was like, I don't even know if, you know, I just wasn't too sure about. But at the end of that, I created my favorite painting, um, which is actually hanging up at Harsh Gallery in New York right now, um, which is another exciting thing that just happened. But yeah, so again, kind of falling back to what I was saying even earlier in this podcast is go out and make the work and whether it's good or bad, doesn't matter because at the end you're going to make something you're really proud of um, and putting together that solo show that I think that was definitely the highlight so far. Well, congratulations on that. Since you mentioned that you are very critical of your own work, how do you, how do you stand up to that inner critic, to that inner voice that is telling you like, oh, this is not, you know, great? <laughs> I think just being kind to yourself and just growing and learning and I know I'm going to become a better artist the longer I go at it and it's it's just all part of the process 
Yes, and I think not giving up is an important part of that. Not giving up, that's the most important, yeah. Just keep going, keep painting. I always say that, you know, we are in this for a long term, you know, not, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And and if it did, I don't think we'd be appreciating the whole journey and the process towards becoming that artist that we want to be. So I think definitely not giving up is, is one of the most important things for art. Would you say there's also a difference between whether that like female nudity, for example, is painted by a man or painted by a woman? Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not sure the politics of the body is really I don't think it's it's, it's just a never ending conversation. And it's funny that nudity and art is also viewed differently depending on who is painting it you know if it's like an established artist i feel like it's always a little more accepted than maybe someone who is as not as established and i'm not sure why that's why there's a difference there i i really don't know it's everyone has everyone just has an opinion on the body and there's and there's so many and i'm not sure what the right answer there will ever be but i'm just always gonna try to paint my story and my relationship with it and if it if someone makes a connection with that i'll i'll be happy Good answer. <laughs> well, that's the craziest thing to me is I'm there's so no shade to any male artists painting just the female body, but I was surprised to find out how many of these artworks that I really admire are painted by males of the female figure. And only now I feel like there's a lot of female artists painting their own story. And I think that's definitely the trend I'm seeing is they're kind of reclaiming that and painting their own stories and that's great. But even just a few years ago, I feel like that wasn't wasn't the case. It was it was it's a very male dominant field. The focus I feel like I always see, you know, them painting painting women and I don't know, I feel like as an artist you have to paint your honest story. That's when you make good art is if you're painting it honestly what you know, your own story, what your experiences are. So I'm just always wondering <laughs> about the what kind of story they're sharing by painting that or <laughs> You know, just observing from, from the sidelines. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so when you look back at the start of your career, what is the number one piece of advice you wish you knew when you were starting out? <clears throat> Make sure to experiment. Don't get stuck on one idea. Paint them all, especially if you're just starting out. You know, you don't have a lot of eyes on you. Just paint everything. Paint all the ideas that you have, you know, different styles, whatever it is you want to do. Just experiment as much as you can. Because I feel like the the more you grow, the more eyes you have on you, it, the harder it will be to experiment. Because, you know, one thing I notice is as an artist, you do want to kind of find your style, find your find what you want to work on. And that's how you become recognizable. And you know, at one point, it is going to be a lot harder just to experiment on that same level. And then that way, you can also find yourself and find your, find what you want to paint, find what you're passionate in. Yeah. Do you think art can help you with like self-awareness? Oh, absolutely. I, for me, I think it's always been like therapy, again, with just, you know, certain, certain personal issues growing, just that I've had, you know, growing up as a young girl and a woman, I've, I've definitely just through art have been able to heal certain aspects of that journey. And yeah, I think art's very powerful in that way. And also I think, you know, what it does for you, it also does for your audience that can relate 
to your story. So you mentioned before that it's really important to be authentic and make authentic art. And it's it's so important to then go out and talk to people about what you are actually creating, regardless of whether it's comfortable or not, because that way you are connecting, you're making the connections. So it sort of circles back to, you know, what you were saying earlier. And I love that. Now, we're slowly coming to the end of the interview. And I wanted to ask you, you've already mentioned, you know, the, the show you had and, you know, what you're preparing now and that your work is now in, in New York. What are your plans for 2024? Oh, my gosh. I I have my little journal and I have my one one year plan, three year plan, five year plan. Um, I definitely want to do more traveling. I want to fly down to New York and Los Angeles and try to you know, introduce myself to galleries and really just work on, I don't want to have a, another solo show for a while because I really want to explore this new kind of path I'm on, but I definitely want to try and be, I guess, in more group shows in other states besides Washington, you know, and just really get myself out there and meet some of these artists that I look up to and just keep networking, keep that going. But I'm definitely on a new like this path I'm starting in art, it's really exciting for me, this new body of work I'm working on. Because I feel like this year, one thing I learned is just to really, ju- just to follow your interests and follow your passions. And the work I'm working on now, I feel like is finally really aligned with the kind of paintings I want to make. And they're really exciting for me. I'm, I feel like I finally let go of just that fear of being judged and fear of my work not really resonating with people. And I'm just really, really excited for the things I'm going to make. And do you think, you know, you said that you're finally like excited about the work that you're making. Do you think it's it's both like on the aesthetic side of things and the technical or both? Yeah, definitely both. I mean, getting ready for that solo show and painting as much as I did, I have, I just, I saw my skills grow, you know, for sure. And that's the biggest, again, thing is for artists, just, just keep painting because even if you're not making things you like, you're still your skill is still improving um and and through that you know now just making the work that I want to make I feel like my skill actually matches up to that and just a combination of the two (laughs) really excited thank you so much for being here with me today I am really excited that we finally met face to face and we were able to talk and discuss your art practice and I can't wait to see your new body of work because it just it's really intriguing to you know, to learn what your plans are. And then, you know, seeing that confidence in your art at the moment is so encouraging for me and for the listeners. Obviously, it will be too. So good luck with everything and stay in touch. I can't wait to hear more about your new body of work. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Women United Art Podcast. This show is brought to you by Women United Art Movement, a global platform championing women in the arts. For more information about us and our current opportunities, please check womenunitedartmovement.com or grab a copy of Women United Art Magazine, our quarterly print and digital publication that highlights extraordinary women creatives, inspiring industry leaders, and remarkable art organizations. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, We'd also love it if you could leave us a review or follow us on Instagram. See you next time.